Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Puck coming along the near board. Edmondson centering and McMichael scores! From the left dot, lets it fly! Third goal in two games for Connor McMichael. 3-41 to go in the first. It's 2 nothing. Washington! Yeah, another win for the Capitals last night. A big one at Tampa. I mean, we'll keep leading the show with Caps wins if they're going to keep winning uh, as they inch their way back into playoff contention. 5-3 at Tampa, a team ahead of them in the playoff race. Connor McMichael, two goals for the Caps, uh, and they did have an injury last night, um, and there is some concern about T.J. Oshie. He left in the third period with a non-contact injury. Uh, Spencer Carberry, after the game, the coach saying, quote, there's a fairly high level of concern about the injury, close quote. More on that injury today. That would obviously be a big blow, but the Caps are moving up two more points, puts them at 60. They're within seven of third uh, in the division behind the Flyers and now within six points of the Detroit Red Wings, who did win um, last night. Uh, But the Tampa uh, win gets them to within five of Tampa for that second wild card spot. So uh, not all hope has been lost. No goals last night for Alex Ovechkin, but he did have an assist. Good morning on this Friday, uh, heading into uh, the last full weekend of February. Once we come back after next weekend, it'll be the month of March, and that will be a busy month. March is always one of the busiest months. I actually think it's busier for most of us now because of the football 2024 calendar beginning, which means free agency begins. It's amazing how in recent years, free agency in the first week of it in particular kind of trumps all of the college basketball that used to own the month of March. Uh, but we'll see how we feel when we get there. So yesterday we put a poll out uh, on the show. Uh, it was, did Sam Howell get a fair shot in 2023? Um, that was our Window Nation Twitter poll of the day. Uh, And the results came in, yes was 53.9%, no was 46.1%. I don't know, I had this sense that there were going to be people 
that, uh, that perhaps even the majority of people that were going to think, maybe a slight majority of people that would think that Sam didn't get a fair shot, even if they weren't a Sam Howler, that maybe he didn't get a fair shot. But I think that's the right answer. Uh, that's the answer I gave is that 17 games starting um, is a fair shot. And he was you know, pretty much the worst in the NFL in significant categories, you know, interceptions, uh, you know, pick sixes, total turnovers, sacks, sack yardage, turnover-worthy plays, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and to me, I saw enough to know, to know, and I'm going to lead into the follow-up to the question on the phones yesterday, that he's not the answer long-term. He can play a little bit, not disputing that, um, but he's not the the long-term answer. So there was lots of feedback in response to the conversation yesterday that wasn't specifically about whether or not Sam Howell got a fair shake or not in 2023, but it was um, a conversation that really ultimately morphed into a quarterback conversation, even though it wasn't necessarily supposed to. We asked the question yesterday of ourselves and then all of you, that when it comes to this organization, what do you think you know? What are you most confident about? Um, and we were looking for more football roster, football team answers, more than just, well, what I know is Dan Snyder is gone, so things are going to be better. I mean, we all understand that. That's a given um, in our world, you know, and it doesn't mean that we should emphasize it any less, but it's already happened. He's gone. The dream came true, and we know that things will be better because they can't be worse. It'd be impossible for it to be worse than it's been over the last 24 years. Now, my answer to the question, you know, focused more on football roster, football team, is essentially I'm confident, I think I know that they don't have their long-term starting quarterback on the roster, so they need they need to prioritize that in the offseason. That needs to be priority number one. Drafting one at number two overall or adding one via trade or free agency, I know in my heart that Sam Howell is not that guy. He's a guy. He can play in the league. He'll have a career in the league. He'll start more games in the league, but he's not that guy. Um, Denton said that he knows they have to get an edge pass rusher because they don't have one on the roster currently. You know, there's you're not starting the season with Montez Sweat and even Chase Young in the hope that Chase Young will bounce back from injury, et cetera, and be the player that we all thought he could be. Because that was one of the big question marks, remember, heading into last year. It was quarterback, it was O-line, it was Chase Young. Uh, most of the callers focused on quarterback, whether it was the preference of, you know, Jaden Daniels over Drake May or Drake May over Jaden Daniels or sticking with and building around Sam Howell. But that's how the conversation sort of um, evolved uh, as we took calls. Many responses yesterday during and after the show on social media, email, and other ways in which I hear from many of you. Um, and I'll quickly mention that, you know, per usual, there were many who focused on the team name as part of their answer. Ben wrote, I'm confident that they don't, I'm confident that if they don't change the name, I don't care what they do at quarterback. That was from Ben. From Carl, I don't think they realize how much the current name reminds people of the Snyder era. It's a big mistake if they're not taking this seriously. 
Oh, and I like May over Daniels if we can't get Williams, as in Caleb Williams. Carl, good job there. You know, you can think and do more than one thing at a time. Congratulations. Some people think that you can't do that. You can only focus on one thing at a time. Um, Very few responses didn't include at least something about the quarterback, but there was this one. This one was an interesting one to me because it sent me early this morning into a very, very long 20-minute deep dive. It came from Blaine. Blaine wrote, I'm pretty sure we need a kicker. We haven't had a good one since Cho- since Chip Lowmiller and Sly, as in Joey Sly, is a free agent. So I went and looked this up. Joey Sly's field goal percentage as a Washington kicker is pretty good. You know, Joey Sly's been here for a couple of years. He's kicked in 40 games for Washington, if you didn't realize that. 56 of 66 on field goals. That's 84.8%. That is the highest percentage of made field goals of any Washington kicker that's kicked for at least one full season. You know, I'm not going to take the um, uh, the kid Brian uh, uh, – Chris Blewett was actually two for two on um, – I'm sorry, not Chris Blewett. Uh, Brian Johnson. He was the Gonzaga kid, right? Brian Johnson? I think he was. He was two for two. But I'm not, I'm not talking about the people that came in and kicked for a game or two games. You have to have kicked at least one full season. So his 84.8% field goal percentage – Joey Slice is the best in a full season. I mean, in, it, it was for somebody that's kicked at least one season in Washington since Kai Forbath. And that, you know, Kai Forbath, you got to go back to at this point now, several kickers ago. He kicked from 2012 to 2015. He kicked in 41 games for Washington. Joey Sly kicked in 40 games. You know, since Forbath was here, Hopkins is the one that kicked the most. His field goal percentage was 84% when he was here. So Sly's is better. Now, um, actually, there's one other thing about Joey Sly. There, so not only is he the highest field goal made percentage kicker since Kai Forbath, he's also, I don't know if anybody knows this, so sit down. He is the highest percentage of made field goals from 50 yards out in franchise history among kickers with at least 10 attempts, okay? There are a couple of guys in here that are, you know, two of three or, you know, one of one. one. No, 10 attempts, at least 10 attempts of 50 or more, 75% Joey Sly is as Washington's kicker. Nobody's even close to that as a percentage of makes on long-distance field goals. He is basically the best long-distance field goal kicker in franchise history. And remember that night in Philadelphia when they pulled off the upset when Philly was undefeated on Monday Night Football? I think he had three of them from 50 and and further, and I think one of them was from 55. I have to go look that up. Sly's problem, by the way, hasn't been field goals. His problem has been extra points. He's 65 of 73 on extra points. That's 89%. That's the lowest PAT percentage of any kicker 
that's kicked for the franchise in modern-day football, going back to, say, the merger in 1970, the lowest. Now, Max Zendejas, remember he of the Zendejas brothers? We had Max in 86 for nine games only and had to cut him loose because he was horrendous on extra points. He missed five of them. He missed five extra points in nine games before they cut him loose. So that percentage is actually lower at 82.1%. But Sly's 89% on PATs is essentially the lowest in franchise history for anybody that's kicked in one full season for the team. You got to be better than 89%. So thank you very much, Blaine, for sending me down the rabbit hole on kickers in franchise history. I know some of you have done this before, but it really is like amazing. Since Chip Lowe Miller kicked his final game in 1994, he was the kicker here for seven seasons. 25 kickers have kicked in the last 28 seasons. Pretty amazing. 25 kickers have kicked in the last 28 seasons. I won't do the thing where I go through all the lists uh, like you've seen people do on Twitter. The biggest guy that got away was David Akers. That was the one that got away. They had had him here for a game and then had to release him. Um, God, Charlie Casserly told that story recently about uh, something that they didn't want to do. I forget exactly what the specifics were. But anyway, they've had a lot of kickers. But anyway, uh, moving on from Blaine's um, kicker uh, rant, which had me looking up the Joey Sly numbers. This was my favorite response of the responses to the show yesterday that talked specifically about quarterback, which was most of the responses. came from Ralph. Ralph Ralph wrote... Um, He emailed me this. It was some very nice words, Ralph, about the show. I appreciate that. And then he wrote, I'm with you on the need for quarterback. I think Sam is fine to be on the roster as a backup or even a legitimate competition quarterback to start if the young quarterback isn't ready. But for benefit of the doubt, Kevin, that's what I have dubbed myself during the next you know, foreseeable future. I'm giving everybody out there the benefit of the doubt. We have not been able to give anybody in this organization for 20-some years the benefit of the doubt because they didn't earn it. We knew that they would screw it up. No matter how good it looked, they would probably screw it up. Somebody mentioned to me the other day, you said Justin Herbert not drafting him was a big mistake. Well, yeah, in hindsight, it's a big mistake. I thought that they should draft Chase Young in that draft Uh, But in hindsight, clearly, if you go back and redraft 2020, you pick Justin Herbert. And somebody pointed out, he wouldn't have succeeded here. Snyder would have screwed it up somehow. That's a fair point because he would have somehow become his best friend and, you know, taken him out, you know, everywhere he went, entitled him um, and probably pitted him against, you know, the better judgment of the coaches that he just hired. Or maybe not. Maybe at that point in 2020, he had hired Ron and he was ready to just focus on, you know, making sure that he didn't get, you know, in big, big trouble with these investigations. That losing the team was the worst thing that was going to happen to him. But that was a fair point. But anyway, back to Ralph's email. For benefit of the doubt, Kevin, this question back at you, and it will test your belief. Uh, 
and after reading through the rest of this, basically he's saying this will test your benefit of the doubt mode. What if they don't go after their future quarterback in this offseason? Are you really going to give them the benefit of the doubt? I don't think it'll happen, but what if it does? (laughs) That's a good one, Ralph. Like if we get to, you know, the first week of May – and they didn't add anybody in free agency, didn't trade for anybody, and then shockingly didn't take a quarterback in the draft, would I still be benefit of the doubt, Kevin? I mean, because it would indicate more likely than not, not definitively, but more likely than not, it would indicate that they think building around Sam Howe is worthwhile. It's worth skipping out on the opportunity, passing on the opportunity at number two to take a quarterback. Now, it could say, it could say they just didn't like any of the quarterbacks. They really loved Caleb Williams, but Chicago took Caleb Williams. They didn't have an option to trade up because Chicago wasn't listening because they traded Justin Fields to Atlanta or to Pittsburgh, and they selected Caleb Williams. And Washington, let's just say, doesn't like May. You know, that after spending time with Daniels in May, tape, meetings, um, you know, due diligence, they just don't, they're not buying it. And that the other guys in the draft, even if they were, were to trade down and have a chance, they're not buying McCarthy or Penix or Bo Nix. You know, it is possible that they're not going to fall in love with any of those quarterbacks. And then on the flip side, it's possible that Cousins is too expensive or you know, trading for Justin Fields isn't what they want to do because they're not a big fan of Fields or the, you know, or the, and 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 even a guy like you know Tannehill who's out there, or even Brissett bringing him back. I mean, they're going to have to sign a quarterback because right now there's only one under contract in Sam Howell. But if they totally skip and pass on swinging for the quarterback of their future, will I still be benefit of the doubt, Kevin? Boy, that would test it. That would really test it. There is no doubt about that. I, 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 let me just say this. The question would be, would it shake my confidence in this group? It would. But that's also why I don't think it will happen. There is, a, like, very, a very remote chance that they don't go after a quarterback in this offseason. I mean, at the very least, if they hated the quarterback options in the draft, if Cousins wasn't an option because he's going to be 36 or he's going to be too expensive, if Fields, you know, Pittsburgh just offered more um, or Atlanta offered more or they didn't like Fields, they didn't see it with Fields, they at least have to add somebody like a Tannehill or re-sign a Bursette and have a legitimate quarterback competition heading into next year. I mean, if they did that, then I would still be in benefit of the doubt mode, and I would say, well, clearly they didn't like any of the young quarterbacks in the draft, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're the ones with much more information than we have. And but but they'd have to sign a capable competitor to how for me to continue with the benefit of the doubt. If they didn't, 
Yeah, I, th- I think I, I would be shaken a little bit because I feel confident in what I watched in Sam Howell. I was watching a really, you know, young, you know, flawed, but has enough to be around in the league to be a backup, to be a low-end starter for a team that just, you know, has nowhere else to turn, but not the guy, not that guy, not the answer. He's a jag. He's just a guy. And even just a guy might be a little bit higher than his ceiling. Denton, if they didn't go after a quarterback in a big way, would it what 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 would your reaction be? Would it shake your confidence yeah. in them? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be drafting a guy at number two overall. I don't think, but they have to go and get somebody else. One, it'd make me look stupid because I spent like the entire night fighting with people who thought Sam Howell deserves to be the quarterback next year. I didn't realize how many of the Howlers Anonymous were out there. I thought it was a fake. Group. They're out there. Oh, they're, they're out they're, there. They're they're out there. Yeah, they they, they uh, and, are out there. I mean, what if, like, as an example, let's just say, what if they decided, because he was in the 49er organization, what if they just decided to sign Sam Darnold, and that was their move? Oh, He's gross. an unrestricted free agent. That would not. that The benefit of the doubt would kind of take a tailspin. Like, it would be one thing if this was the quarterback class for which Sam Howe was actually drafted in, where it didn't feel like there were any top options. But there's top options this year. It feels like, wouldn't that feel like a weird regurgitation of 2020 where they have top options at quarterback? While both you and I thought Chase Young was the correct pick because Chase Young was really good in college. But now there's a lot of people with revisionist history saying, how do they not draft Justin Herbert? How do they not draft Tua Tungavailoa? Do you really want to go through that entire process all over again this season by going with a Sam, with a Sam Howell, Sam Darnold, literally anybody other than those three guys that we have a pretty good inkling are going to be good players at this level? Here's the thing is that, you know, and I saw, um, I, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now because it was a very interesting tweet from Kurt Warner, like as in the Kurt Warner um, Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. He tweeted, um, I know many of you love college football, but as I start to dive into these college quarterbacks, it's hard for me to even watch. Very few play on schedule. The pass concepts are a mess most of the time. They run the same play over and over. A million bubble screens. Can't find many concepts that translate to the next level. And then people are asked to figure out how good they will be at the next level. Nearly impossible in my mind. For me, C.J. Stroud is a great example. Obviously really good in college, and Ohio State runs more pro-style concepts than most, but they didn't ask him to process and get the ball out as quickly as he did last year in Houston. So in Houston, so I had no idea he would be so good at processing so fast. He's better in the NFL than what we got to see in college, but many times you just don't know until you know. You know, and then he, he said, I'll be the first to admit I'm not a college football expert. I really only watch intently when preparing for the combine and the draft, but but trying to do a piece on relatable throws top guys made that they will be asked to make at the combine after six games of two of top guys. I saw slants, outs, and two in routes. I'm sure more are there. Just hard to believe it's taking me so much time to find them. That's where my perspective is coming from. 
I've heard that from a lot of NFL people over the years. I've heard that now from a lot of NFL people about many positions in college over the years. The college game has changed so much over the last 25 years. Um, Some NFL people have suggested uh, that the offensive line and offensive linemen are the hardest to evaluate in terms of what they will be as pros because they just play completely different football it's spread, there's bigger splits, they're, they're asked to do more things in the RPO, they're, they're, there's just much more involved at the college level because unlike what Kurt Warner said, they just, they or like Kurt Warner said, they, they do things differently than they do in, in the NFL. And I've heard that that's the most difficult position for talent evaluators to evaluate, are tackles, guards, and centers. Um, but I understand the 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 difficulty. That's where you know you have to get into. Okay, does he can he do it physically? And then two, can he do it mentally? And then three, is he going to work at it? You know, and is he going to be one of the guys? Is he going to be part of the guy? Is he is he does he love it? It's hard. That's why they miss on so many. That's why they miss on so many. By the way, you know, San Francisco missed on somebody. For for those of you that um, want to talk about Sam Howell, uh, in 2022, they could have taken, because they had some sort of intention of taking a quarterback, because in the seventh round, they took Brock Purdy. At the top of the fifth round, they didn't take a quarterback. Um, or they in the fourth round, they didn't take a quarterback. Late in the fourth round, they passed on Howell and took Purdy. So that was part of Adam Peters' involvement. We don't know what his specific involvement was in Purdy. We've heard so many times now that's a Brian Greasy pick. Even um, you can find some tape of Adam Peters uh, evaluating post-2022 draft for the 49ers and him talking about how Greasy really, really urged them to take a look, a long, hard look at, at Brock Purdy. So Greasy gets all of the credit. Um, all right, so... Let's open up phone lines at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. If they didn't take a swing at quarterback in this offseason, would it confirm your belief in Adam Peters in the, new, in the group, or would it shake your belief in this new group? 301-230-0980. This does kind of focus more in on Sam Howell which was the Twitter poll yesterday, not necessarily the conversation on the show. If they didn't draft a quarterback, if they didn't make a big move for, say, Cousins or Justin Fields uh, or Russell Wilson, if you want to throw him into the mix, would it confirm your belief in Peters or would it shake it? 301-230-0980. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From Rex, Kevin, those that like May should just stick with how they're the same player. Uh, thank you for that, Rex. Um, you don't watch college football if you think Drake May and Sam Howell are the same players. Sorry. Look, I like Jaden Daniels more than I like Drake May, but I do like Drake May. Drake May is a big-time NFL prospect. He's 6'4", he's 235 pounds, he can make every throw, he's mobile. Sam Howell is a, was a prospect, don't get me wrong, and very highly rated there for a while, but they figured things out about Sam before that draft. He's shorter, he plays small, he doesn't see it, he doesn't process it quickly enough, and it's the reason that he was on pace to set the single-season record for sacks. Like, you can't possibly be someone who's watched college football, watched Carolina play, and think that Drake May and Sam Howell are the same pro prospect. They're not even in the same universe of same. Denton? Help me out there, please. Yeah, I've seen this um, on social media a little bit as well. Just because they're both white and played at UNC doesn't mean they're the same. <laughs> I don't know if it's the white thing necessarily, but it's, def- it's, definitely, it's definitely a Tar Heel thing. It's definitely the UNC thing. They're very, very different quarterbacks. I mean, you mentioned Drake May is like six inches taller than Sam Howell is, and he is so much more confident when he's throwing the football, and he has a bigger arm as well. Um, look, the, one, the, the, the similarities between the two – they're both, you know, they're both very good off schedule. They're they're both tough physical runners and they're highly competitive. You know, we've always said about Sam Howell the same thing we said about Taylor Heineke, you know, gamer, baller. May's the same. You know, he's got that in him as well. Um but these are two completely different prospects and they will be viewed that way by the NFL. I promise you. Drake May's not going to fall to the fifth round. Promise you that. 301 230 0980. 301 230 0980. Our uh, our BetQL. I was going to say our BetQL. It's not our BetQL uh, hotline. It, it is our Ace Law listener line. They're open right now at 301 230 0980. In a rec, Ace Law helps you get a check called 88 Ace Law. The question is it's a hypothetical. Uh, for late February, what if this football team didn't draft a quarterback? What if they didn't go after Kirk Cousins or try to trade for Justin Fields? What if they took a big, hard pass on trying to find and add the quarterback of their future or at least of their you know next few years starting quarterback to the roster? Would it confirm Belief 
in the organization in Adam Peters, Dan Quinn, Martin Mayhew, Lance Newmark, etc.? Or would it shake that belief? It would shake that belief for me. But if it came down to they didn't like anybody, they just there was nobody in the draft that they liked, you know, other than Caleb Williams, and they didn't have access to Caleb Williams, and Cousins was too expensive, and Fields they're not a big fan of, then I would certainly expect, at the very least, and would be really disappointed if they didn't go out and try to sign Ryan Tannehill, uh, Sam Darnold, Tyrod Taylor, and call it a an open competition. Baker Mayfield, that that would be a big move. May, Mayfield would be more in the Cousins, Fields, you know, acquisitions. That would say, we that's our move. We made our move. But if it were something less than that. Um, anyway, uh, let's get to the phone lines there. Pack 301-230-0980. Uh, we'll start from CJ. and We'll start with CJ in D.C. CJ, go ahead. Hey, Shane, what's up, man? What's up, CJ? Hey, it's your boy, the incomparable CJ. So, oh, what's up, man? How are you? It's so good to see you a couple weeks ago. I'm good. Yeah, it was great seeing you, great meeting you. I, I think I was able, so it was good to finally meet you. Oh, I'm um, sorry about that. Listen, I wanted to weigh in. Yeah, I, I wanted to weigh in on this because, look, I, I am a Sam Howell guy, but I'm also a Jaden Daniels guy. I would really like us to, to draft Jaden Daniels. But if we make this, if, if Adam Peters in the front office makes the decision that no, we're going to stay pat and stick with this. You know why it would confirm it for me? It would confirm it for me because it would say that he's not kowtowing to what the fan base or what media pundits or others are saying. Dude, they're doing – they're relying on Eugene Shin. They're relying on Cliff Kingsbury, Anthony Lynn, their own knowledge to say, hey, we've made this decision thinking we have something here we can move forward with. And I would respect that. I know most of the fans probably wouldn't take it that way. But I would respect it because we've been clamoring for a GM for so long. Well, now I want him to do his job. And also, if he's sitting there listening to, let's say, Tavita Pritchard comes to him and say, hey, Adam, when we were the quarterback room last year, we knew that Sam excelled at XYZ. But Eric the enemy thought, no, I want you to do this. This is what I need you to do. We didn't give him a running game. I think in Cliff Kingsbury's system, he'll be a lot better. Then I would like that, too. Because here's the last thing, Kevin. Your guy, number eight, this guy, everyone talks about, well, Sam threw 20 interceptions his first year, and he, you know, he was so awful. But I know a guy who threw 24 interceptions his first 17 starts, and his name is Kirk Cousins. I know a guy that had Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and the embarrassment of riches that the NFL media never allows us to forget that was in his coaching staff, and he still struggled his first 17 games. Kirk Cousins didn't start balling, quote unquote, until he was twenty-seven, twenty-eight. I, I know, I know that CG, but you could go back to Peyton Manning's first couple of years too. We could do that with a lot of quarterbacks in their first couple of years. It's about projecting what they're going to be. They saw something in Cousins. I, I, a lot of us saw something in Cousins that I'm just telling you. I can put numbers to the side and say, in watching this guy, he's not the guy. He's not a starting franchise quarterback possibility. I mean, I, I feel... Kevin, st- I, yeah. I'm sorry. I no, think go you ahead. I say that because you had a proclivity for Kirk 
coming out. You, you, you nailed it. You liked him coming out of Michigan State. And you were right. You said that this guy, you think he can play. So you already had that proclivity. You wanted something to confirm your bias. You wanted something to say, hey, please make me right about this. And at the same way that a lot of people who saw something in Sam in North Carolina, we're thinking the same thing. The problem is it's a microcosm of today. If something isn't immediately great to us, then it's trash. If, if we do that with albums, we do that with music, everything now. If it's not immediately great, we throw it away. If you can't start right now and be good, we yeah. throw it away. We were doing that with quarterbacks at an alarming rate in the NFL. He's 23, Kevin. Sam Howell was younger than a lot of these guys who are about to get drafted in April. Like, oh, I, I understand that, I, it, but but I don't think that that part is relevant. I want to go back to the first thing that you said, and and because I agree okay. with part of it, and that is, it if they don't like any of these quarterbacks, I don't want them to reach. I don't want them to take number two overall and reach for somebody that they don't love. So if they don't go in that direction, it does confirm for me. These guys, you know, don't give a crap about what anybody else is saying. This is their evaluation, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that. But if it's because, if it's because they believe in Sam Howell and they're going to build around Sam Howell and they think Sam Howell is going to be standing in five years as their starting quarterback of a perennial playoff team, that I don't think that's going to happen. And if it does, it'll mm-hmm. shake me a little bit because I, I, I just don't know what they – remember, Kirk Cousins' first year starting, getting the opportunity to start in games, he was a pro bowler. So I understand the first couple yeah, of years in spot duty with you know with ten or eight, eleven starts or whatever it was there were there there were interceptions and 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 some ugly play and you've gotten that from Hall of Famers in their first couple of years, but I'm just talking yeah, about what did you see when you watched this guy play? You saw a guy that didn't process quickly. You saw a guy that couldn't see it physically because of his stature, and you saw a guy that because of it. There were a lot of bad results on plays and a lot of horrible games. And and, and well, to your point, and I want to move on, CJ. Heavy? Thanks. I, I got to move on. We, and I appreciate the call as always. Um, if 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 Tavita Pritchard and if others that are there say you have no idea, you have no idea how dysfunctional this situation was last year. The quarterback, not the quarterback room, but just the entire offense with Eric Bieniemy at the helm. It was a disaster starting in OTAs, offseason, training camp. Sam never had a chance. It's amazing that Sam had some of the games that he did have that showed what he did because it was just chaos. Okay, that's fair, but they still have to evaluate him as a quarterback, physically and otherwise, and say – we have a chance to take May, Daniels, perhaps make a move for Fields, whatever it is. Do we really think this is a higher ceiling regardless? Are we, take it into consideration as to what his year was. But, you know, Adam Peters evaluated Sam Howell. Adam Peters was part of a team that evalu- – I know they traded for Trey Lance the year before, but I would bet you at that point they weren't sure about Lance after that first season. You know, I think that was one of those, they realized they made a mistake much sooner than maybe they would have admitted on Lance. So they were looking at quarterbacks in the 2022 draft. They didn't, they evaluated Sam Howell as a college quarterback. They didn't take him. They took Brock Purdy 
at the end of the draft. Uh, let's go to Eric in Waldorf. Eric, thanks for holding. Go ahead. Thank you, Kevin. How you doing today, fella? I'm I'm, I'm good, Eric. What's up? Hello, Eric. I think his cell phone just died. Did that just happen just when he well, got he, on? I think he just muted himself on his cell phone. <laughs> or he muted himself. Well, unmute yourself, and we'll keep you on hold there if you want. The question is, if they didn't make the big move at quarterback in this offseason, would it confirm your belief in Adam Peters and the new group, or would it shake that belief? 301-230-0980. Let's go to Steve. Steve, go ahead. Hello? Steve, you there? Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Kevin? Yeah, I got you now, Steve. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, what's up, Goon? Dude, <laughs> what are up? you doing on this Friday morning with this scenario? I mean, I know it's the off season, but you're getting a start, man. I'm getting you started? Yeah, what did you say? You're getting everyone started. This is not specific <laughs> to me, but the entire... Come on, that's what we got to do. It was, a good, it was a good question from Ralph who said... Benefit of the doubt, Kev, what would you think if they didn't, you know, make a big move at quarterback? And I thought about it and I, I thought, you know what? The benefit of the doubt, Kev, would be tested. Would be tested in yeah. a big way, especially if it was because they came out and told us we have great belief in Sam Howell. I don't think there's a chance that happens. You understand that, Steve. But if it did, Absolutely. it would shake me a little bit. At, uh, totally, it'll shake everyone that's listening, and that's on hold right no, now. No, not everyone. You know, there are people that w- it would absolutely be confirmation that they were right about Sam Howell. You, you know what? I forgot about that crew. Yeah, but what I'm looking at now, I'm, not to sound contradictory, I actually would applaud them, the front office, of not listening to the fans and and looking what appears to be the obvious, but. Now I'm going to reverse that and say I would be shaken. And then I'm thinking, who else could they go with? You know, here you are to select any one of the top three quarterbacks, primarily two, because Caleb's going to Chicago more than likely. Um, Who else could you select from there? What, an old tackle? A wide receiver? You would would potentially select Marvin Harrison Jr., you you potentially trade back, accumulate more picks, get a, you know, and 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 load up in the areas that you know you think you you need to build around and give Sam an even better chance if you believe in him. I guess so. I think the fan base. So I speak for myself. I would rather them take a swing on Daniels or May or Caleb if he's available. Any one of the three, and miss opposed to not selecting and trading back. I would usher on I'm that side, you. and I and I just and I'm, I just I'm with you on hey, that. if it, yeah, and you know another thing, this thing about people say if you select the wrong QB, it sets you back X amount of years. I totally disagree with that. So many um organizations they bounce back from drafting a QB, you know, who didn't pan out in about you know two, three, four years later. So it's not as doomsday if they were to select one of the three guys and they're not the franchise quarterback, as I think most people anticipate. The flip to to that, Steve, is if you don't take the swing and you don't have the guy, you're continually set back. So, you know, you you got, if you don't have one, you have to go get one 
or you've got to attempt to go get one. And there's no guarantees. We all understand that as fans. Like all of the push from all of us that want them to take this seriously and take a big swing at quarterback, there is probably a better chance that they miss than hit. But if they don't take that swing, they're going to be in the same boat. Um, you're just not more likely than not going to have a chance to have sustained success, five years plus of legitimate contention without without one. Yeah. What else, hey, man? Kevin, let me tell you something. Man. Yeah. I, it's happy hour somewhere, so I'm about to go fix a Hennessy side card. It's pretty early. I wish I could morning. join you. All right, enjoy it, thug. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Uh, Rick, Lap, Eric, Peter, Ian, Sabah is on hold. Stay there. The question is, in response to Ralph saying, Kevin, would benefit of the doubt Sheehan still be benefit of the doubt Sheehan if they didn't make a move at quarterback in the offseason? So your question to answer is, would it confirm your belief in Adam Peters and the new, new regime or shake that belief if they didn't swing for a quarterback in this offseason? Phone lines are open, 301-230-0980. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. NBA hoops last night. Wizards in action on the road against Denver. They fall to the Nuggets 130-110. to Also on the wrong side of history because Nikola Jokic becomes the first player in NBA history to have at least 15 points, 15 rebounds, and 15 assists while shooting 100% from the floor. He finished a perfect 10 at 10 for 21 points, 19 rebounds, and 15 assists. Along with that, the Wizards bench Jordan Poole. Caps win over the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-3, but concern is high following TJ Oshie leaving with a non-contact injury. Netflix is jumping in to the world of live sports. Their first ever live sporting event will be on March 3rd at 3.30 p.m. Rafael Nadal versus Carlos Alcaraz in the Netflix Slam. And that's what's trending. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We uh, have some NFL talk uh, next hour, which we will get to. Um, ben Standard will join us at 12. They had a chance the other day, the beat, uh, people on the beat, to uh, meet and greet with all of the assistant coaches. So we'll get Ben's thoughts on that. Uh, I did not realize, I didn't watch at all last night. It was actually out last night. Um, played golf yesterday. Yeah, it was chilly. It was chilly and it drizzled a little bit. Um, but... Uh, Ended up staying out last night with a bunch of, of friends. I didn't realize the night that Jokic had. Holy Christ. 
21 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists in just 31 minutes. And a blowout win over the on a perfect I did see pregame that Poole was not in the starting lineup. They have they have essentially um, pushed him to coming off the bench. He had he was four of seventeen. Awesome. What were you gonna say? <laughs> well, I was gonna say Jokic was a perfect ten of ten. Did you see the play that's kind of been viral on like mini viral on Twitter of the inbound play from Poole? Yeah, where he just rolls it in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, it's honestly it's a comedy in watching him every night. I mean, they actually should start to market the fact that if you want to see somebody completely blow up his career, watch the Wizards tonight in their game at Capital One. Tickets are on sale. All right, 301-230-0980, The question simply put is, if they didn't make a big move at quarterback in this offseason, would it confirm your belief in Adam Peters or shake that belief? in Adam Peters. Some of you are saying, I don't have any belief in him at all. He hasn't done anything yet. That's fair, too. Peter in Atlanta, go ahead. So, hey, Kevin, thanks for taking the call. Um, sure, I, Peter. I, it would shake it a little bit. Um, I'd, I wouldn't, it wouldn't destroy my faith in, this, in them, but it would, it would be like, I'd be like, yeah, okay, you know, and I'd be watching with cautious optimism about it. I, I mean, there is the mentality to think, well, they must have saw something that made them think they should stick with the guy. So I'll just watch and wait and see. But, yeah, it would shake me a little bit. I, you know, wouldn't like I said, it wouldn't destroy my confidence. I, I think a quarterback is necessary. At the very least, have a plan to bring somebody in there, have a legitimate competition for once or something. But to just say we're going with Howell and that's your guy, uh, it, it would definitely shake me. I, I um, like I said, they know more than I do, so maybe they saw something that we don't know about, and maybe you know Cliff Kingsbury's system theoretically should be a better fit for Howell. Maybe they feel like he's going to play better with a real system and a, and a better coordinator and better coaching situation. And right, you know, but I would still be worried. Um, and just just to address something, when you read the statement about that uh, Kurt Warner said, um, yeah, I think that is probably the most telling statement. And it's nice to hear somebody like Kurt Warner say that. We we do things. We're even talking about it now. We draft quarterbacks and people, and we expect them to, you know, first-round draft pick, we expect them to be perfect in their first season at the job. We don't do that with any other job in the world. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't put somebody, make somebody a detective in the police department because they were a hall monitor in high school. I mean, we would we would never do yeah, that. Yeah, not and exactly his, his the, point, the, the same distance between the two points, right, but I but, understand. But, right, but you yeah. get, but you get my point. I mean, yeah, we expect them to be so perfect, and and I mean, the the, the idea of having and we see Mahomes um, benefited from sitting for a little bit and playing behind behind a quarterback that knew what he was doing, and then Mahomes came out. Yeah, Mahomes might have been successful coming straight out, but he had the benefit of being able to sit. I know that that's not always the option in some situations where somebody's really in desperate need of a quarterback, but having a, a young guy sit, even a first rounder, is is should always be the plan or something you shoot for, in my opinion, so that you can maximize the possibility of success success for these players. Um, even Caleb Williams, who you know who's coming in, because like they, like Warner said, the systems in college are not translatable. Well, yeah, uh, understood, but that, but that's in. where they. I mean, 
No, it's it, they're great points, and I appreciate it. I, I want to get some other callers, and I appreciate the call. But I think, I think everybody that watches football and follows the draft, and especially the quarterback position, which we all pay attention to, there is really like this probability of will the patience pay off? You know, the probability of a payoff if you're patient. So with Sam Howell and with Drake May or Sam Howell and Jaden Daniels, you know, what do they think being patient, you know, the odds of patience paying off? If you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel being patient with, with Sam Howell, you don't, you're not patient with him. You move on. You, this is what they get paid to do. We understand it takes time for most of these guys. By the way, I think if Mahomes had played his rookie year, I actually think he would have had great success, personally. Um, but uh, it's, it's about them projecting what they will be if the organization is patient with them. And there are guys where the evaluators believe much better chance this pays off. Maybe a little rocky getting there, but eventually it'll get there. You've got to make that projection. You've got to see that. And if they see that with Sam Howell, I would be, I, I, you know, there's part of me that wants to say, okay, got to trust. We finally have some experts. But that would be a shocker to me. That, that really would if that's the guy they chose to be patient with. All right, we'll do this for another segment. Stay on hold. I promise I'll get to all of you. All right, so stay on hold, 301-230-0980. What would it say to you uh, and your belief in the new regime if they stuck with Sam Howell and didn't go after a quarterback in this offseason? Kevin Sheehan showed the Team 980 and the Team980.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 